officially turned around, guys. We are back, baby. We are fucking back. We are back. Classic. We are back. That's we right. are back. We are getting dug back. What's going on, everybody? Wolf back in the house. We here. are back. We are We're back. back. We're the three best friends that any of us ever had, except there's like five of us in the room here. Hey? <laughs> it's a pretty exciting time, guys. It's been a long time. We took a, we took an extended hiatus, uh, some time on the LTIR. We took a hiatus because they hate us. Yes, we did. Yeah, but you know <laughs> what's the they hate us because they. Ain't us. Us. They ain't us. They're actually they're probably glad because they ain't us. Yeah, but that's yeah. okay. You know what though? We're just clueless enough that we uh, we just love this team enough that we want to do it again and get going and and missed talking the Canucks, man. And it's an exciting time to be a Canucks fan. Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, a good nice start to this season, except for the Philly game. We're not first talk two. About that. Yeah, yeah, first two. Eight one. Dude, that eight one game was unbelievable. Like, what a fun thing to watch. What a great way for the team to start. And can we be honest? Who who here didn't think that second game was going to be a monster blowout? Oh, like one minute in against the Canucks. Yeah. One minute in, it's like okay, we're down one. Let's just see what happens in the first ten minutes. And yep, and we all we all thought it was going to happen, man. Honestly, as much as that game was a gong show, so impressed that the Canucks were able to win it. Still, even though they got outshot like forty to one or something like that, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but, yeah, unlike that guy from Surrey, what's his name? Mike Mike from Surrey who gave a <laughs> call sports nine six fifty. Oh my god, man! Just fucking enjoy the win, guy. <laughs> And you know it's nice. I I will say I miss being a Vancouverite and being in the city when the Canucks win. There's a general air when they lose. Like man, after that Philly game, people salty. Everybody salty. Well, uh, the after game one, it's the first time in a long, long time where I didn't feel embarrassed to wear a Canucks jersey. Uh, usually in the past three, four years, it's like yeah, I can't wear a jersey. Can't wear a jersey. Yep. Right. What do you? What are you telling us to do? You you you're you're speaking into the mic and then looking without moving the mic with you. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm just. I, <laughs> we're not going to cut this. We're Have not going to cut this. <laughs> very. Yeah. It's really hard. It's no, gonna, no, It's no, got to no. follow it in there with me. Okay. Yeah. I, I apologize. This, I apologize. This is not the radio anymore. Okay. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. <laughs> Which means we can cut this. Yeah. <laughs> that, the guy speaking in the background is um, no longer with the pod. Yeah. We uh, there was yeah. uh, there was some reshuffle. Of the deck chairs on the Titanic, that is the, the large cast. The, 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 we dropped the captain. Already. We just, it's, it's our maiden voyage and we're done. <laughs> Was that a bad omen? It's fine. Oh, <laughs> sure. Oh. I'm sure. It's, you know, they made a Titanic too, by the way. That's a real thing you can watch on Netflix and it's like a ghost ship. Not for nothing, but anyways, I digress. Is that a is that a movie or is that the Titanic Two is a real movie on Netflix? No. It not- is. And by the way, guys, we got a new look on the bench here. We got uh, TJ pulling the strings behind the scenes. He's not there, uh, not there on the full chat anymore. But he is. Make no mistake, he's still barking orders at us from the sidelines. So really, <laughs> nothing's functionally changed. But uh, I'm Ryan. We got Sad. We got Gulu. We got Heavy D working the switchboard over here, giving us the tunes, giving us that fire intro. We are very pleased yo, to spit, be here. Yo, yo, drop something for us, Heavy D. We need, we need to. Yo, it sounds good. I won't fucking lie to you. Yeah, it looks looks like it sounds good. The nods, the nods speak for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right, guys, we are the large cast. We're going to break down three games into an 82 game Uh, season. Did we forget how to podcast? (laughs) (laughs) We got some genuine hope for the team this year. You can tell everybody's jovial, excited to be in the room. And how are we feeling after three games? You know what? It's positive. It's positive. We beat. 
the Stanley Cup hopefuls, pretenders, call the Oilers whatever you want. Yeah. They're not going to win the cup, but still, they're 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 a team that the Canucks were not expected to beat two out of two. Yeah, we beat them, so you got to be positive about that. Yeah, and, man, and with what, that great goaltending they have too. Oh yeah, yeah, and <laughs> honestly, that was the first game in a long time where I felt comfortable with us having the lead. Yeah, very like good. The point. entire game because I felt like we were very, very physical. So I think that's that's been the biggest thing. You got PD out there just trucking people. Oh, dude, guy was hitting like a champ, right? I need to know awesome. what that guy's meal plan was this summer. Yeah. I saw him on a boat, and but he's just literally just on a boat <laughs> on the side, just eating his meal plan, just getting bigger. I'm like, yeah, I love it. he's looking pretty yoke, man. It's impressive, and you nailed it, man. That's exactly that's the feeling from everybody I've talked to is that. This is the first time watching them. They didn't take their foot off the gas. They continue to push. They continue to score. That is a Rick Tockett team right there. I love it. It's so good to see. Dude, my question is, can they do that for the rest of the season? Can they do that for 82 games? No, they they couldn't do it for three. They couldn't do it for three. Two? Yeah. One. We're positive. We're optimistic. But 82 games. like They they, they just need to do it for like 55. Yeah. They need 55 solid games. 55 games where they win 8-1. to one. Games. Yep. <laughs> That's all we're asking for, right? It's also about staying healthy, though, right? You have yeah. this team playing this good, then you, you get scared. You're like, okay, now like you know, we lost that fear, or not completely lost that fear of not being able to hold the lead. But yep. um, from what it's looked like, it's been looking pretty promising. But at the end of the day, injuries are inevitable. Especially well, I mean, you got the like, chaos well, giraffe on the back end taking slap shots into the best player. That's like... Myers is just cooking it, man. That guy's yeah. all neck, though. Hey, have you ever seen a picture of him? <laughs> what a uniquely built individual there's that one he's meme it's like dude he's a giraffe yeah <laughs> his neck is so long it just looks yeah. like it's a a little phallic object you know that does. it's very <laughs> honestly, extreme honestly like myers the type of guy like he's about to make the right play but at the very last second he fucks it up somehow right yeah like i think it was just uh in edmonton a couple games ago where he was clearing the puck out of the zone and he just shot it right over the right over the glass right yep you're supposed to get the puck out. You're that, that you're thinking the right way there, buddy. But there it goes. He winds up with a couple minutes left, take a slap shot, try to score a goal, hits the fucking superstar on the team. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yep. His it's micro only, decisions. He's got good he's got good intentions. He's got good intentions, but he just can't follow it the up. The thing with, is he he play he thinks he's a small guy, so he tries to do a bunch of things. His body just can't do that. Yeah. His, yep. right? yeah he that, just doesn't have control over his body in that yeah. way. He has to understand he's he's a big dude. Yeah. Play like a big dude. Yeah. Use your reach. I think, I, reach. I think I can say uh, on behalf of all of Canucks Nation, uh, thank God that guy's in the last year of his contract. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm you ain't wrong. <laughs> hang on. I'm pretty sure that if you had w- rewound this pod back in you know three, four years ago, Oh, great signing by the Vancouver Canucks. You yeah, know, no. Myers is exactly what this team needs. Yeah. I At mean, no point, I railed hard on that guy from day one <laughs> to the point where I got so much heat from my friend. You know how I know we're still in Vancouver, though, boys, that it's still a Vancouver team? We still have some drama to talk about. Yeah. We got the PD contract situation. And I'm, I'm going to be a conspiracy theorist for a second. Yeah. I think they gave him second star of the week to make him harder to sign. He's going to win. The NHL did that on purpose? Oh, dude. They're going to make him star of the week, one, two, or three for the next until the trade deadline oh, okay. and make him impossible to resign. Put on your tinfoil hat, man. That, like, the NHL doesn't give a shit about that. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, <laughs> let me just get, let me unpack. It. Nothing, nothing to it. Let me unpack this a little bit. You, you, you don't think he was act, the actual second star of the week? Dude, I, he was fine. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. He's good. I don't know that he's second star good. And yeah, I'm putting oh. the tinfoil hat on a little bit. Yeah. But it is, you know, I'm more saying the drama of that contract talk and the lack of extension and where things are at. That's yeah. how you know we're still in Vancouver. We but still got not, something to complain about. It's not dramatic though. I like, mean, there's nothing going on. Like, people are always going to complain he's not signed. I, I, got, I got a tinfoil. I got a tinfoil take for that too though. Yeah, go. What is go. it? Yeah. The, the reason the Canucks are not signing him right now is because I don't think he's going to score another 100 points this year. Wow. Sorry, this is Pedersen we're talking we're about? We're talking about Petey. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's, he's gonna have like no. Well, I mean, like but no, that's dude. I mean, he did, did he follow it up with anything special in the, in the last two games? I mean, he looked horrible in that game against Philly. That Philly game was rough. Yeah, it was rough for him. I mean, everybody's gonna have a bad game, but Kuzmenko scored thirty nine goals last year. If Kuzmenko, his most common line mate, isn't following up this year with thirty nine goals. But Do you expect him to still score a hundred? He's also got well, six, what? six or seven in, in at least three games points. So he had. I know after two games he had six points. PD. It's an eighty-two game season. There you yeah. go. So it's an eighty-two game season. Like, it's not like I. I, I think right, I think right now he's. Gonna, <laughs> I think his his agents definitely got him down on the ball, and he's like, you know what, just rip it up because at the end of the day, if he continues this, he's easily going to ask 10, 10, 11 million. At least. Oh, he's oh he goes higher. higher for he goes sure. higher. No, he's going to be like twelve. Yeah. Like, but no, what I'm, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to what I'm trying to argue here, essentially, is that the Canucks are right. The management is right to wait. You can sign him. You know, I mean, if he's willing to jump at 10.5, but if he's asking 12.5, $13 million a year, right? Follow it up with your actual performance. Can you score 100 points two seasons in a row? Because then, yeah, totally. I mean, with the, the defensive acumen that he shows on the ice, like, yeah, you jump at that. You would not even hesitate yeah, to like, pay him that it, much. If it's 12, 13... It's not like it's going to be 14 in the summer. He's not getting 14. No. Nobody's getting 14. No, no, right? no, no. So if he wants 13 now, okay, get take 13 in the summer then. Yeah. yeah. Right? If you're going to end up in the same place, you know, um, why why not just wait and see? So uh, what's the magic number then? What? How many points do you think he's going to get? And I think, where does I that think, put the Canucks? I like, think he'll get close. hope? I think he'll get close to 100. Last year was his first 100-point uh, season, right? Yeah. But is he going to be able to outperform that with line mates that are playing inferior compared to last year? So that's that's what he has to show that hey I can in any situation be a hundred point player put anybody next to me. So I think I think he'll get around ninety points this year. Yeah, but he's gonna be a better player and it's gonna be more beneficial for the Vancouver Canucks. Oh in yeah, this season. Yeah, that's I mean, what it's gonna. I be. mean, I mean, I mean, the whole the whole point of bringing Rick Talkett in was to you know instill a sense of like structure within the game of the Canucks. All right, mm. we're we're not and we're, accountability. Yeah, and accountability. Uh, I mean that that plays a huge part in his ability to crest hundred points again as well. Right. So I, I mean, that, he played yeah. fantastic under talk at the last like thirty games last season. Yeah, right. So did but, everybody though. Yeah, right? every everybody did. Yeah. yeah, but let's see. In in this situation, my concern is that his line mates won't be able to get him over over the line. You know, yeah. over a hundred, yeah. over over a century. Well, Which one you, of his line mates might be gone. So. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, so yeah. Sad says ninety. What's your what's your prediction? Yeah, on yeah. Points? I think I think like ninety five is reasonable. Heavy. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think honestly, I I, I think he's gonna hit a hundred. I think. Honestly, but I agree. I'm going to get so much heat for this take. I, I agree with Gulu, though. Honestly, I'm in favor of the Canucks not wasting money and spend, signing someone that they're just going to retain after two years and we're just going to mm. eat 40, 50% of the salary. Because right now, look at Garland. He, he's gone. We're probably going to retain at least 30%. That's dead cap space. Such a good point. Right. So uh, that's already what we're doing. Right. So yeah, we're going to, the cap's going to increase. But right now, if we're not spending money, I'm okay with that. And I still maintain, like, let's be honest, their compliance buyouts are coming. If if Tampa or the Rangers or the Leafs are in a situation where they can't field a full team of 20 skaters for more than two games, that next season compliance buyouts are coming. Too, I mean, right? uh, it's either that or the cap's going up, right? Yeah. Well, the cap's or going both. Up. The cap yeah, is going up. Going up I'd be surprised, dude, if they bought in compliance buyouts. The reason being, don't get me wrong. I mean... It but if Toronto, if it's Toronto that's up against it, those things are coming in offseason but you guarantee. Know what? No, I mean, like, they, they they just got out of a situation where escrow ended with the players, you know, the pay, the players just paid the, the owners back, right? Do do the owners want to give their management more free money just to go spend? No, they, they don't want to just put the GMs, you know, off the hook. 
Yeah. Like they, they created this problem. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Especially you know what? We're and, already and, paying and, three and, coaches. And, and I'm honestly, sure. I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not 100% sure you need compliance bias at this point because the, the talent in the league has already been diluted by, you know, bringing in teams like Seattle. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, can, if, can I ask you guys a serious question about the first, the first day of the season this year? They had three games, two of them fantastic, well put together matchups. And then one to start the season was the oddest thing ever Nashville, Tampa to start. When you got Bedard v. Crosby in the second game, and you got the battle of the expansion teams and former cup winners after that, starting with that Nashville-Tampa game just felt like a soft starter. Was that just me? I don't know. I don't really care about it. <laughs> there you go. Okay, there you go. That's I, my point. Did you care about Bedard Crosby? I, I I wanted to watch that one bad, but it started when I was at work, so I couldn't. But so that, there you go. That's my point <laughs> exactly. All those, all those East Coast games, yeah. they start like bef- before I have free time. So um, no, but I thought that Crosby-Bedard that was good. just just the sort of great marketing yeah the marketing around it you know bringing in the superstar of uh, a couple of generations ago to this one having to play against one another you know it's just great for the nhl to show that sort of um, um uh passing of the torch but i'm not even sure if Sidney crosby's ready to pass the torch though so I that guy's so man he's but, looking but good but yeah. think about this too though like the schedule fine we can talk shit about all we want it's not the nfl where you're only scheduling like 17 18 weeks or 20 weeks if you include preseason. This is 82 games for 32 teams, right? Yeah. So they, yeah. sometimes they just have to say, okay, this is when you're playing. Doesn't matter what what's going on. Yeah. And, See and, game three versus Philly for the Canucks, three o'clock yeah, start. But even that first game, if you're watching the first game of the of the season, no matter who Tampa's playing, no matter who Nashville's playing, you're watching the Chicago versus Penguins. They've got yeah. you. That's all you're doing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it doesn't true. matter who plays. That's true. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It just seemed like an odd choice for me. I, I, I also think that the NHL is different. Like, I mean, in the NFL, that first game of the season is such a big deal. Whereas with the NHL, I mean, there's yeah. so many games. There's opportunities later in the season to have marquee matchups. You know what I mean? So You're not uh, wrong. It was yeah. just a can you spot the not thing for me. Yeah. It just seemed a little bit. But the, the growth of the schedule, Look, I think it's next Tuesday, the whatever the date is, the 25th or 23rd, 24th, when they have all these games that are spaced by 15 minutes. Yeah, that's so yeah. cool. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. So they are learning yeah. from the other sports and saying, you know, what can we do better? It's not everything at four o'clock or seven o'clock. Yeah. Right. Speaking of what we can do better, Heavy, you brought it up a few minutes ago. Connor Garland. What What are your thoughts? Like, is he's obviously going to go somewhere at some point here, right? Yeah. But I Where? Mean, I mean, they're, I honestly think, I think right now, like it's been brought up in the media and he obviously showing his frustrations and, and all that sort of thing. But I think he's just going to rip it up. And then I feel like he's going to kind of, going to feel the click. With everybody else on the team this year, I think we actually end up by staying. You think he stays? I think he stays. To be honest, because I think right now, like the way he's playing, like he's been getting on anything, everything. Obviously, you want to show case what you got. Because if you mm. you want to head to another team or stuff like that, you want to you know you want to show what you got. But at the same time, I think he's gonna stay. I like I, it. I I I I don't know. He can go to literally. 31 other places and they can be complete shit compared to Vancouver. I mean, he must hate it here if he's requesting a trade out of mm-hmm. the city of Vancouver. Anywhere but Boston, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is one of the few teams he's linked to as well, by the way, just yeah. so you know. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but, and also, uh, he's not a talking yeah, guy. I was going to know, but I was going to say with talk, I mean, what, Arizona, what was your fourth liner? Yeah. And, what? Now, and and now he's what on the no in Ar- in Arizona he's like one of their leading scorers. I he mean, was top their six. Scorer yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Under Talkett, he played the best hockey of his career. Yeah, and you know he earned the contract that he's getting paid right now. I think it's close to like five mil, yeah. four point nine. Yeah. Um, it was because of his tremendous play under Talkett. So I don't I don't understand. It's it's a bit confusing. Maybe it's just a personal thing. But you know what yeah. it is like. He's not going to get the opportunities to 
you know, excel with, with the Vancouver Canucks. Because yeah. as a forward, he is their fifth or sixth or seventh or eighth best forward. But you know what? On a winning team, that's where he would place fine. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't he wouldn't be like he wouldn't he'd be like a complementary piece in the top six yeah. or the top nine even. But you know, for for a team that's uh, you know uh, uh, aspiring towards the Stanley Cup, um, uh, he's he's not a top six fixture. I mean, he gets paid like one because he was in Arizona, um, but I, I don't see him being like the the needle mover on any line, man. And maybe not, right? Yeah, maybe not. But if he's gonna be if he's gonna be that third line, second third line player on the Vancouver Canucks, or he could be a second third line player on a team that's you know given to win a few rounds in the playoffs or or Stanley Cup, what would you want to be on? If you really don't have any connection with the city, right? Yeah, I, I feel like he's going to end up somewhere where he's probably a top six fixture. Um, uh, but it's not, gonna, so? it's not going to be... It's not, like, yeah, he's not going to be on a winner, man. That's just simple. His underlying numbers are great. Any team should be happy to have him, uh, especially if they retain 30% of his salary like it's being, mm-hmm. like it's being reported right now. Um, uh, yeah, TJ it's a strange situation. He wants to rank the, the Canucks forwards there. So like I, I, I kind of said he's like down in the 7th. You think 7th? Yeah, seventh. Yeah, so I mean, he's a seventh forward, not in probably. terms of centers, just forwards. No, like just seventh best. Okay, I think okay. he's in the seven and nine range. Okay, yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got no. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta figure out what we're ranking here. Are yeah, we just, okay. are we just going purely off of points basis? No, no, just, no. just value to the team, the overall value right? in the twenty. Be, like yeah. the, who you'd want in, you know, a winning team, right? Yeah, and are, are we yeah. looking at numbers like what? What's the guy's sure. contract? Whatever, whatever okay. metric whatever. you want to use. Yeah, yeah. PD's number one. Yeah, Miller's probably number two. Yeah, then you go like Kuzmenko. Besser, you know, they're kind of in there. Yeah. Um, then you're going to have guys like Beauvilliers probably somewhere there. I don't think higher Beauvilliers. than that. McKayev's higher. No. Yeah, of course he's in the top 10 on the, on the Canucks, yeah. right? <laughs> it's in that. He's a bit of a glaring <laughs> indictment in and of itself. I'm saying, like, let, let's compare that. McKayev, we haven't seen too much of him, so he should be in there. We don't yeah, know. yeah. Right? I mean, with a busted knee last year, he looked, he still looked good, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, there's like a whole slew of guys in the middle and some that maybe aren't on the team like Hoaglanders should be up there yeah. he probably yeah. is more valuable to the Canucks this year than Garland is I would say yeah right he's got a especially if you look, especially if you look at the numbers yeah, right like, yeah. A million yeah. Compared like to five, yeah the right? financial side of things yeah yeah so and he, he, this is a cash strap team too so that yeah. matters almost as much as the play if not more yeah I've been impressed with Suter the first few games I've seen oh him. yeah so good Puce right Puce, Puce Suter Puce yeah all right, man. No pious. He's not pious. Yeah, we, we, we were fed pious yeah. for, for pious a whole suitor. year. Pius. And now it's puce, puce like, which puce. is a real ugly hospital green, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Lafferty's probably more, more beneficial to the Canucks right now. <laughs> yeah. right? The Beauty fifth guys. round pick. Yeah. Right? yeah. And what a what an absolute fleece that was, man. Yeah. That guy absolutely truculent. What about the picks? I know. Yeah, the fifth <laughs> round pick. Are you okay, what, <laughs> Let me ask. What do you think? Fifth round pick. Pews, for pews. what we get pick. back. Adam Gaudet wasn't he a fifth round pick? And what he was supposed to be the next coming of Kessler, and he turned out to be nothing. <laughs> yeah. Right? So you you don't care about the fifth round because I could honestly fifth round pick. I could care less. You have like a less than five percent chance to hit I an couldn't NHL care player. Less. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think you know. Th- I think there is argument to be made about you know they're essentially seen as lottery tickets, right? Yeah. How many lottery tickets can you store? But I think for this team, given where they are right now, um, they can take flyers on pieces on other teams that they've scouted that they think that could really help the team now. Well, right? There's 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 like a like a future value. He was a, a maple leaf, not a flyer, by the way. <laughs> did I say? Hold on. Did I say? You said, you said they could take flyers. You, just, <laughs> you get what you get, man. Come on. Come on, man. I'm gonna fucking actually cut that. <laughs> Nat. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, uh, but that dude. goes back to your point before, but like you know, like the Maple Leafs being up 
up to their, you know, eyeballs in, in cap or like guess the opposite of that. But they lose players that are valuable. That's yeah. why we got Lafferty 100% because they, they can't him. afford to keep him. Yeah. No, and they did the same thing when, when Seattle came into the league, right? They they uh, traded for McCann from, I think it was Pittsburgh, so they didn't lose Kerfoot. Yeah. Right? But those type of things happen, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to lose really good players or beneficial players to your team. Yeah. yeah. Also, if you look down the pipeline, probably the same reason Rathbone's gone too. One, there's no spot. Two, they know they can't afford him long term with mm -hmm. the PD contract and other guys coming in. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. What's, what's he going to do though? Like he He's not getting a shot. You're not getting a shot. You, you don't. You don't think uh, Jack Rathbone's going to get? Not with Vancouver. Oh, in Vancouver. Yeah, not yeah, with Vancouver. No. Like, he just no, he didn't that, have I mean, any room. There's yeah, no way. Yeah, yeah. Over here, you know, he got he got passed on uh, yeah. the depth chart. I mean, um, well, they, it, uh, you know, once once somebody, it doesn't have to be a player. It can just be a person. Um, uh, they develop a certain type of reputation. It's really hard to break through that, right? So, uh, but I look Jack behind you. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say. I mean, we, I definitely think we have some answers that, that for sure. I think that, was, that was intentional, though. Uh, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But no, yeah. Um, so, so brass tacks. Nobody other than Heavy thinks that Garland ends up with the team, though, right? Just to circle back around to no, where we started. I, I think, I, you think he's gone? He's gone. Honestly, I'd like to see I, him stay. I, I feel like okay. All it takes is one GM to step up and say, "Hey, I'm going to move forward with mm -hmm. this." So there has to be somebody out there that it makes sense for. Um, if it doesn't, then he's going to remain a Vancouver Canuck, right? Um, un until a time comes where it makes sense uh, financially to bring him on. Because I think if his cap hit was 25, 30% lower than it is right now, there'd be a lineup of teams that would want him. Yeah, right? no question. And if the, if the cap is going up by four or $5 million and, you know, um, free agency is done next year and the team still hasn't, you know, uh, addressed a need in his top nine, then all of a sudden, okay, this guy has a little bit of value. Yeah. Right now, the market is just totally fucked in my there's opinion. There's no rush. Yeah, there's no rush because honestly, like, I mean, there's solid NHL players that had a hard time getting a contract this year. Mm -hmm. I mean, just look at Suter with the Vancouver Canucks to get a deal because yeah. he decided I'm going to wait, but then all the money dries up and then he's like, okay, what should I do now, right? So um, um, yeah, we're the, the financial situation makes the, the team building aspect a little bit more um, complicated compared to you know prior seasons. Boy, doesn't it. And that brings me to the next point too, Tyler Myers. That's another guy. Yeah, I know. See, the the market has just, I think, had enough of that situation right now. And unfortunately, he wants to play like a Quinn Hughes player, but he's built like Andre the Giant. And it's just it's just not the right fit. And, and I know there are some teams I know before we started the show, we talked about maybe Columbus, maybe um, um, who the heck did I talk? Oh, Buffalo as well, too. Yeah. I would love to see him go back to Buffalo. That'd be yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. And they've got like just a absolute wealth of right-handed defensemen on the team right now to come back as well too so yeah. i don't know what have you even said anything in a while what do you think what where's where's myers going is he gonna go can they make a deal are they taking some cash back what's happening is he gonna go or do i want him to go i definitely want him to go i think i, I think I, I had this conversation actually with, i think we all do with uh with tj a couple months ago oh it's over whatsapp and, sorry to hear that and he completely shut me down he's like don't talk about myers like that but uh <laughs> no honestly you're, you're, you're right he, he wants he wants to be like a Quinn Hughes type of defenseman, but he's just, he's too big. Yeah. He's too big and like he's tall, he's lanky, he's not like a super big guy. But if you if you got that size, man, you got to be throwing that body around. Just at least, you, you don't got to be throwing around the entire game. Yeah. Throw a couple of hits and steal that fear in them. And when they're coming around, they're going to think twice before they come up around. Right. It's just, it's it's basic hockey. But, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't think he's getting the job done. I don't think he no. has been. I don't think he has at all. Um, I would say 99% of the people, besides so TJ, uh, want him gone. Um, but uh, yeah, I honestly, I, I want I want to see him gone. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, go ahead. 
Sure. So the thing with Myers is, and anybody that watches this game knows he doesn't belong as a top four defenseman on any team, there it let is. alone the Canucks. Yeah. However, if the Canucks get rid of him, who's going to play in his spot? That's that's right? the conundrum. So you're going to catch 22. You're going to have yeah. Juleson playing up higher in the lineup. He yeah. can't play where he yeah, there's is. There's no way. Right? Like, you can't have that happen either. So I, I think that there's, I think that's why the Vancouver Canucks first round pick next year is going to totally be in play throughout the season. They're going to see what right-handed defenseman sort of falls through the cracks somewhere in the league. Um, I mean, they did it with Philip Ronick, right? Yeah. Nobody expected this guy to be traded, but all of a sudden he's a Vancouver Canuck, the, right? Has it worked out? I think that he's been fantastic. But, I mean, we can have a discussion about, you know, um, in terms of uh, tactics. No, well, no, well, cost. That's that's another conversation that's going to happen in the offseason. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the cost of that actual acquisition? Dude, I would... Yes, hundred percent. Well, it depends. Totally no, depends like, dude, a first round, a first round pick for a mid twenties top four defenseman that's cost controlled for two seasons is a uh, part of my language fucking steal in the NHL, man. Um, uh, if they can do that again, that's like yeah. a a plus plus management. Um, well, uh, it, it it really depends though. If the Canucks are like last year, this team performing kind of you know end up near near the bubble of making the playoffs, but a couple of spots down. Yeah. And their first round pick is around 20. Yeah. Okay, make it, makes it easier. Yeah. If they're a playoff yeah. team this year because of a trade and they're picking around 25, right? That's Then that's an easy easy trade to make. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, I mean, but if I would, they're not going to make the playoffs and they're, like say Petey gets hurt or Demko gets hurt again and the team's tanking, they're not going to trade a first round pick. I as think that, that, I think right? anything higher than eighth for a uh, ready defenseman is totally like eighth worth overall eighth overall really for where this team is right now do you think they're gonna they're gonna, they have a chance to go for the eighth overall pick no i'm i'm saying i'm saying that in terms of value mm. picks in the first round between nine and 32 if you can package that with something maybe another second round pick or, or a b prospect to get so you're a saying top past court. eight you're not worried Past eight, I'm happy, not, I'm happy to move it, man. Yeah. Especially where the team's at right now. Sorry, we were talking about cost. We we're talking about Ronick. Um, uh, I mean, overall, this team needs another top four defense. We're, we're talking defensemen yeah, that can talk, play yeah. in the lineup Ta- tonight. And, you know, yeah. So, I mean, Myers. I think everybody wants him gone. There's, he's gonna he's gonna have some value come the trade deadline. I hope even if the Canucks are in a playoff position, they they trade him. I mean, but I yeah. feel like they would play better in some circumstances yeah. without I without think, him on the team. I think what what is plausible is. We talked about Garland before, right? If Garland gets traded and they get a right-handed defenseman back, then Myers becomes a real possibility to go. Yeah. Because then you don't need him as much. Yep. Yeah. Right? You don't need him making six million bucks as your number six defenseman. Yeah. And if you you got the cap space, you're not too worried about it. Here's the other thing, too. The the Canucks are still waiting to see what happens with Ethan Bear as well, too, right? Yeah. That's another right-handed defenseman who potentially moves the needle and makes it easier to move that guy. Yeah, exactly. I know know he's rehabbing up in Kelowna right now, I'm pretty sure. and, And hopefully they'll know pretty soon. But I have to believe that that's part of the reason that they're not pulling the trigger on on a decision about Myers right now. And yeah. yeah, that's great. We can look in the future and talk about draft picks and that sort of thing as well, too. But if they can sub in a right-handed defenseman, he's so much easier to move. And yeah. that doesn't necessarily handcuff. Like, if we're moving Garland under the guise of we need to get a right-handed defenseman back, all of a sudden that's a super narrow market for a really attractive player. I think yeah. if they can get Bear, all of a sudden now Myers is just free. Myers well, is just I mean, let free me ask you. Let me ask you about this, all right? You know, what do you guys think about Quinn Hughes and Ronick together on the back there? I do think, you think that they should be together, or do you think that you on know, the power play? Sure. I mean, I mean, like I'm talking about like five on five. Why not? 
Why not though? Like, look when the Canucks. I mean, that's had, a that's a, just like a loaded up. It's okay, but one look, loaded up pairing. So lo- look at when um when the West Coast Express was you know with the Canucks, right? Who was it? They had a sick defense back then. You had Olin, you had Jovanovski. They play together sometimes, right? Salo. That's a damn good defense. Even Sopel's good. Then, like a lot of those, like high, you know, caliber four or defensemen play mm-hmm. together. Yeah. On this team, why can't they play together once in a while? Well, I'm because saying you have I, depth in the second pair. You just don't have. Well, I mean, like right now, Ty- Tyler Myers is on the second pair. Yeah, I, 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 I would. Argue. He doesn't have to be. They have. They put him. But can you imagine a Ronick Myers pairing or something? No, like no. That? I mean, like, I mean, no. I mean, like that like, would be. Like, I, I think that it's pretty well established that Quinn Hughes can carry a pair. Absolutely, right? No question. And, and I believe that Philip Ronick could also potentially carry up here well quinn hughes got luke shen a massive yeah that's true that's a great point he got like three yeah 12 million bucks over three years yeah 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 what that's the true hell is that about right yeah 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 so what what i'm asking you guys and is you know if uh tactically it's uh it's a good move you know especially at the beginning of the season here when you're trying to bank as many points as possible mm-hmm. yeah to you know just have a loaded pair and leave yourself exposed with the other minutes I mean, as long as these guys are playing 25 minutes a night, Plus, I think it's cool. But at the same time, like longevity, sustainability is also a piece that you should be thinking about point. now, right? Yeah. I mean, if, if Hughes is chewing 30 minutes a night, whoever's playing with him is probably pulling a solid 24. Yeah. Reasonably. Well, that's but, the thing, right? Like, sorry, just got you off oh, there. No, but fine. if Hughes is playing 30 minutes a game, then you have five other or maybe th- three, three, four other guys that are going to take majority minutes and that number six guy is only going to play 10 minutes. Yeah. Right? That's, that's the that's the key and that number six guy should be Tyler Tyler Myers. <laughs> that unfortunately they play opposite sides, right? So yeah. if if Quinn's gonna play ten minutes on the right, that's fine then, right? Yeah. But he probably won't. Yeah. But here's here's the way I look at it. I think it's a and again I'm not comparing this tandem of players with Ronick and and Hughes, but it's kind of like a dry settle McDavid scenario. Yeah, they keep them separate, but when the team's not clicking, they're the first two to get paired up. Yeah. You know, get that offensive spark. So that's yeah. the way I think they could be used. Yeah. But okay, speaking of dry settle, Miller. The job that guy's oh, been doing, right? You oh got to give it up to bro. That guy's legit. I think I was listening to the Chicklets the other day or yesterday or today, and they, and they were literally like, "Yo, he's playing like a Kessler. He's playing angry, fucking yeah. totally." Uh, Chicklets is another less popular podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah ours, right? Gonna, you know, yeah. I mean, ever since the large cast, a bunch of pizza reviewing guys. Er, but, um, <laughs> ever since the large cast came together, there's been some fucking horrible takes in the Canucks sphere, and some of them <laughs> came from us. But I think the one that takes the cake is. Um. Uh, what's oh, is it ESPN again? No, 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 no. What's uh? What's that guy on Twitter? He was totally shitting on the JT Miller trade. He's like, I can't stop laughing. It's been one day. Oh, Phil, Phil Jackson. Yes, JT Miller is one of the greatest trades in Canucks history. Wow, hands down. And I, I'm not even gonna lie. I was I was hating on him last year when I was we got, too. We got rid of Bo. I was like, but you know what? At the end of the day, <coughs> you, you have to understand. Oh, he's got an island. Oh yeah, we haven't talked so about Bo. Weird. Yeah. Look, okay, the guy bought an Islanders jersey. You know, I, I actually stand by this, and, and it's funny you say that, because I was and, and still am the leader of the shit on JT Miller fan club, to the point where, like, everybody in my office just shouts JT Miller at me, just randomly, just because they know it gets under my skin. I will say two things. One, I don't think Bo is as bad as people are making him out to be, but he's definitely not great. He's not that sweet good kid that everybody thought he was and i think it's the same with miller too i gave him a bad rap he got a bad rap i don't think he's the greatest dude in the locker room still i don't think that he gets under people's skin he's got a strong personality but he gives a shit and he is works harder than anybody else on the team every single is night. he worth eight million dollars a year 
Yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, mean, I have a hard time arguing right? against it. But hundred percent. But, but the GM and the Islanders lose. Got him by his balls, man. Oh, I know. I know. Like the boy can't even grow a beard over no, there. Nothing. <laughs> I got. But, uh, I got but, TJ but, here but, in the but, background pushing me into the fucking going, camera frame. Going back to Miller, just throwing the body, man. Even with I me, mean, David, man, just tying him up. Getting in there, just you know the oh. extra extra little shots here, like yep. good old hockey. You just give the guy a little two hand to the rib cage when he's getting by you. But yeah, you know I I like to see that because then McDavid, guess McDavid's not going to come speeding into our zone like that again. He's going to yeah. think twice. He's going to see Miller. Where the hell's Miller? But you know, or they're going to take like three penalties in the third period and dry side on him, right? I mean, yeah. like yeah, you get under their skin. Yeah, you know they got a sense of entitlement. Oh, we're here to win a Stanley Cup. Oh, you know what crap. I mean. Throwing flashes yeah. exactly. That's what that. I don't yeah. get about those two superstars. Like they're they're, they're a bunch like of crybabies, man. Yeah, McDavid, hands down, best player in the NHL. You can't take that away I from know. him. Nope. But like the way that the antics after the first two games, it reminded me of when Crosby joined the league like and minor totally. He was a little bit of a bitch, right? Yeah. That's and like, yeah, that's it's like just 100%. like you know, you're a great player. You got so many calls. You're in your way, in, in your favor, and then you know you get maybe a ticky tack call against Patterson. But fucking take it like a man. You did yeah. it. Right. Yep. Yeah. Straight you know, up. shut up. Go to the go to the box and hope your team scores. Oh, I love it. I you know what? Like, you know, oh, hey, okay. How do you guys watch? Guy. How do you guys watch Canucks games? Do you guys like settle in? You know, a little bit of tea. Uh, <laughs> take out the take out the blanket. I got know, a heated blanket and a little water bottle for my stomach. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it's really good stuff. Because you know what? Now I totally see what your guys's fucking internal monologue is like when you're watching the game. You know what I mean? Like, oh, dude. Fuck you, McDavid. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Well, you got your stats point. Like, this <laughs> guy's... Before you say... Yeah, yeah, go, 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 go. I think one of the things I say the most to myself is, this motherfucker. <laughs> dude, absolutely. <laughs> That's a direct quote from my internal monologue. But, you know, I will say one thing, and yeah. I get that they were the interviewers were trying to bait him into saying something, but that comment about, oh, they put out the first line against us when we were down a bunch of goals, Shut up. Are you friggin' kidding me? You had 153 points last year and you didn't take every single empty net chance. Your coach didn't put you out there in every single advantageous situation and you're complaining in game one because the first line is out when you're losing? And like, that's a loser's the, mentality. He's pissed the backup came in in the third period and then. Hey, look, the Canucks played the backup the next game and still fucking lost. Demko puke in his own mask. <laughs> like, okay, now what? Right? Have you ever smelled a regular goalie mask? Oh, my God. Let alone a mask that somebody puked in? There's no way. That guy's done for the night. That's disgusting. No question. But yeah, going back to it, Matt, come on. You, you're, you're playing in the NHL. You're not playing in a peewee minor hockey league freaking Christmas tournament where they're like, oh, stop scoring on them. Doesn't matter. You just keep going. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. Like, you know what? Actually, I, 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 to stop playing. I actually don't. I don't hold that I like that whole philosophy of not putting out your first unit power play. Uh, you know, if you if you ran up the score, I actually don't believe in that. And the reason being is that these guys, you know, they're paid based off of their performance, right? So throw the first unit power play Fuck out there, yeah. yeah. Bro, you know, juice throw, those guys up. Yeah, juice those guys up, man. They're paid. Or paid. Look, at the end of the season, we're gonna look at everybody's numbers and we're gonna judge. Okay, this player was this. This player was that. Everybody does that, right? So why are you going to... Okay, I understand there's the, the gamesmanship, um, uh, the, the idea that you want to be a good sport and stuff like that. Um, and I don't think that the entire league would get on my, on my side in terms of this opinion. But I think that, you know, it's great for the sport. I think it's great for the sport and it's great for the Kids labor. Kids want offense. Yeah, it's great That's for the labor. Yeah, the those, the, That's the, the reason the shootout exists. Exactly. So... Yeah, I, I think that it should be high octane, man. Fuck, if it's a 10-3 yep. game, it's a 10-3 game. 
It, it, it's different if it's against like the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. But you're talking about the Edmonton Oilers that have the best offense in the league. Yeah. So you know what? You might be winning 6-1, but who the fuck knows what McDavid's going to do? What if he goes off and scores three goals in the third period? Then what? Exactly. Right? That's then such what? a good he can, point. He can totally do it, too. Guy could put He's a team on it. his back and win yeah. a game. You see the goal he scored against, was it Nashville the other day? And, and Gross. He, you know what? He should take advantage of Kane's advice because Kane said this in the media. He's like, what, we're a couple games into a season? Come on, guys. Yeah, like, you, yeah you, just relax. Yeah, just dude, seriously, honestly. Yeah, just like the rest of the Vancouver Canucks fandom should just relax after the Philadelphia game. No, right? I love it. Yeah. I, I, I love that the they put in away. a shit effort, but that doesn't mean that's every single effort the Canucks are going to put cheese, in. Uh, Philadelphia cheese. Hey, are we putting this absolutely. episode up before the game tomorrow? Against that's a great question. It depends yeah. on how quickly we can flip it. I think it's coming up. Watch this before the game tomorrow. What's happening, man? Yeah. It's exciting. I think that means I got to get this thing together tonight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's we, uh, it's 9 p.m., guys, in uh, South Vancouver, where we're recording this uh, episode of the Large Cast. So uh, if you're uh, living in South Van, you know, we're around you here somewhere. Uh, make sure you hit us up on Twitter. I'm pretty sure somebody on the team is going to be taking care of that Twitter account. Yeah, I can't imagine who. <laughs> we got some working behind the scenes right now. <laughs> You're heavy. It's so it's so awesome that we can see and hear all the quiet whispering and the pointing and like the nonverbal communication that TJ's doing. Yeah. If you guys could only see, it's like watching one of those street performers in Vegas or something like that. If he was like covered, <laughs> he was covered. We're editing. Hold on, I want, I'm gonna. If he I'm was gonna covered give him the in mic. bronze, paint. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the mic so he can say what he just said. <laughs> I'm the new C Mac. The new C-Mac, guys. Wow. TJ. They got the same hairstyle, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's excellent. Just a little more colorful. Yeah, right? Yo. Okay, hold on. We got heavy mixing now. So uh, what's uh, what's on the agenda? What's on the agenda? Man, we're just talking some Canuck shit more than anything. I mean, I want to talk Besser. I know we don't have a ton of time left before we go. but Yeah, we're about, what, 40 minutes in here? Yeah, we're we're pushing time. But, you know, I, I do want to say two things. One, it was so nice. I can't... I can't think of another player in the NHL that has more teammates excited for him to be successful. Like, he's clearly a sweet kid. It's great to see him play well. We all know what he went through with his pops over the last couple yeah, of years. Man. Great to see. Can he sustain it? And I don't know if you guys watched when he left the game the other night, he had shaken his wrist. Yeah, well, he got, he got that, was it a puck or a slash on the wrist? Or no, he fell. It looked like he jammed it off the faceoff. So is this the year? Is Besser, is Besser pushing 30, 40 goals? Like, what uh, do we think? Dude, I mean. I, mean, I would have said that after game one, but then game two and three didn't do anything. Yep. Yeah, well, you he know. He did a slap shot that got tipped in by Kuzmenko in game two. I, I feel did. like this is like the conversation we have every single year. You know, yep. there's a couple of talking points that are always hit on. Oh, you know, he worked out. He had a great summer. Um, uh, he looks faster. But I don't know, man. They, Brock Besser definitely has his strengths, right? He's strong around the boards. Mm. Uh, he's got a great shot. Uh, he's got vision. Uh, yep. He can he can dish the puck. Um, but I don't know, man. The speed just isn't there, especially yeah. in a league that's getting faster. So I think that if he can like sort of um, you know really lean into his strengths and his teammates can set him up to really unleash that shot, he'll get the thirty goals, man, because he's yeah. got the talent to do it. I feel like he's accepted, you know the the sort of the the tragedies he had to face in life Mm -hmm. and um uh, he's i don't want to say he's moved past them but it's something that he can live with but made him stronger yeah he's 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 got the talent man but i don't know i we haven't seen that 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 rookie brock besser for so long and his first goal though that that first goal with the back i don't remember i don't remember a goal all last year that he scored yeah as yeah, you know, he didn't purposeful. even score. He didn't even score twenty last year. So no, but, but, yeah. and, and shot but that it was, was just the look of the shot. Yeah, yeah. that it had that like sack snap release yeah. to it. So all. so for 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 me, I want to see it. 
yeah. want to continuously see it. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get super high about Edmonton. I'm not gonna get super low about Philadelphia. Yeah. You know, let's get 15, 20 games into the season. Let's see Brock Besser get like seven, eight solid looks over that over that span, right? Yeah. And you know what? Then maybe we'll come back in our next episode, which is on November seventh, by the way, folks. Yeah, I'll come probably check drop it out. on November eighth. Big no seven. Yeah. Can, can, so here's the one thing. I'm gonna make a prediction. I think he hits thirty goals if he continues to do one thing. What's that? One big change, shoot. one evolution to his game. Obviously shoot. But the thing I love seeing, and it seems odd considering that he's kind of the good shot guy, the wrister guy, his net front presence has been exceptional to Dude, start this year. He's got it. He's like, got it down now. I, I don't know if that's a talk it thing or whatever it is, but it's I love beans. that Thomas Holmstrom get in front of the net and just muck it up. No, man, it's a Holmstrom. Holmstrom all day. Get that yeah. guy a stick with no curve, old school wood twig. If he can take that punishment and survive, you know, even if he's injured a bit, if he makes 70 games playing like that, I think he scores 30 goals. No question. And the Canucks need somebody to do that. I don't know if that's the talk it effect yeah. Miller effect and that's me saying it yeah. but it's so impressive and such a huge addition on the power play for the Canucks he's gonna get the opportunities because your boy Bo Horvath's not there in the bumper right so yeah. we were seeing in the first bit of the, the preseason and the regular season the bumper is gonna be a different player on either side it's not just true it's just not Horvath you know what Miller's actually I'm awesome. glad you actually brought up the bumper position on the power play because holy shit man the team's power play looks great so far to start the season, and you know what? You make a good point. If they if they're if they're one of the top power plays in the league, you know, and Besser plays a a, a big role in that, uh, yeah, thirty goals maybe. Let's well, the see. good thing is like the way they have it set up now. Yeah, you know, if if Petey's getting blocked on the one side, you know, you got Miller and you got Besser, and they, they'll switch it over to the other side, and anyone can make the play to the mm-hmm. bumper, right? Yeah. Whereas last year it was very static. Like Petey stayed one spot. Quinn went wherever he wanted along the blue line, and then Miller did whatever he wanted to do, but that was about it, right? Now yeah. everyone has a rover potential, I guess, right? Yeah. I'll tell you the one thing they're missing, and, and it was so glaring playing against Edmonton as well, too. Like, you watch the way those guys quick move the puck, those one-touch passes, those quick passes that Edmonton does. Like, the Canucks are look like they're passing in slow motion in comparison, and you're talking like a deeply improved Vancouver power play that's that's moving the puck pretty quickly by NHL standards. And they're know, like you, slow motion comparison. But you know what What I could say about the Vancouver Canucks, especially when, when the puck is on PD, Miller, or, or Quinn Stick, is that they can really thread it, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they can they can get the puck past, you know, a checker. Um, uh, which, you know, um, uh, Edmonton, they move it really quickly. And that's sort of their, their advantage. And they obviously got like two of the most talented hockey players on the planet playing for them who are who are constantly moving around the ice i think that i've seen pd moving a lot um, um uh they they might not be as quick when it comes to the puck movement but mm. the they're methodical let's put it that way they they got calculated, their they, yeah they're calculated they got their plays i mean we've seen quinn try a few times um uh the dump in from the other side of uh, center ice and you know jt like skating onto it so they're they're a bit more i would say instead of like if you're comparing to edmonton which is like uh, a really tactile power play that you know is moving as fast as it can. They they have a strategy, but it really relies on the talents of their best players. Yeah. I think what the Canucks are doing is more, hey, we're gonna really think it through and we're gonna try our plays. And uh, you know, instead of being like re- extremely tactile, we're really strategic about the way that we approach our power play, um, um, which might not look the way that you want it to, but yeah. it's opening up seams for them. So, um, yeah. uh, and they, I think I think they were number one for for a minute. Um, yeah. uh, the best power play. Uh, in that the was NHL. like after game one, there were like five Canucks in yeah. the top six of scoring. Yeah. But to your point there, Gulu, like the Canucks, uh, five on the PP one, 
Any one of them can score a goal. Oh, yeah. hell Anyone, yeah. Any one of them can take a shot and score. You want to compare to Edmonton? Like, they have a different power play. It's all it's all speed-based because Connor McDavid can't stand still. Yeah. Right? He has to be skating, and he opens up lanes. And no, that's not... It's oh, not you're absolutely... Yeah. That's, that's how it has to be. Yeah. Right? Like, he's just too damn fast. He's just, yeah. Everyone's got to work fast. Yeah, exactly. The Canucks, any one of their players can hold the puck for a bit. They can pass, yeah. or they can take the shot. Yeah. And have the potential to score. And, mm-hmm. and if you notice, a couple years ago, we we're doing all these fancy no look passes, and everybody's getting all upset. Like, yo, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? But I feel like now they've been working on it. Like these no look passes, the sauces, like PD with the sauce, like oh, the gar- oh, actually the Garland goal is insane. Oh, the Garland goal is so insane. And man. Man, that that it's Miller like, no look pass too. The the very first goal that passed the no look backhand pass. Yeah, after Lafferty turned the puck over, which was because you know someone's so actually nice. going to be there yeah. and look look to pick up that puck, right? So, That's it. It's just like that. That passing's been freaking phenomenal, and just the puck moving over overall, like just especially on the power play, moving it around. Like I think the biggest thing that connects a lot in like last couple of years, even more couple of years, is we always move that puck around, but we never shoot it. Yeah, you got guys. Yeah, they're not point. very direct. Now, now you got a demon like Quinn Hughes, who are so quick, man. He stops skating and then he picks it right up. Yeah, and he's boom, he's around you and he's coming in for that shot. Yeah, yeah. you know, you know, I'm happy that you brought up the shot aspect for Quinn Hughes because the guy can rip it. Oh yeah, yeah. He's actually like developed a shot. I'm I'm not saying that he can do it like you know, he's not Shea Weber out there. Yeah, um, but he's got that sallow second of hesitation that I think he needs to work on. Like if he can get I, that I puck actually, off quicker, I actually think that that's part of his sort of approach right. to it, which is that I'm gonna wait until that lane is finally open instead of trying to drive it through. Because he's, he's got like think about it like this: he's got like a fadeaway when it comes to his shot. He'll he'll lead into the stick yeah, yeah. and then he'll he'll like back off a little until he sees that lane yeah. and then he's going to rip it. But so, you don't think if he cooks a couple into somebody's shin pads they're going to get out of the way anyways? I don't think I just say I don't fire, think, man. I That's don't know. Sa- that was my <laughs> knock with Sallow all the time. Like yeah. dude, cook a couple pucks into somebody's shin guard and they'll get out of the way anyway. Well, I mean, he's afraid then, of hurting people. Yeah, oh, but, yeah, yeah no. Well, right? then you're then you're holding PD. I'll tell you who cooked one. It was Tyler Myers. At his own right. teammate. Yeah, 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 right into PD. So. But even, okay, so going back to Hughes, like his whole, his whole like gameplay is it's, it's all about patience. He's so patient with the puck. Some guys get the puck and boom, they want to get rid of the puck right away or they're right away. Brings it down, he slows everything down, looks, and he's super patient. So I think that's, that's, that's key. So yeah, he might take that like the, the second or two like Sallow, but I like I said, like, like Gulu said, I think that's a part of his game and I think, that's what's working for him. Yeah, the thing with Hughes, everything looks like it's going so slow, and everyone talks about his his skating's amazing and his, he's awesome on his edges. You don't notice it until there's someone on him. Yeah, and he makes a like a slow little turn, but that guy goes flying past him. Oh, it's like oh, how yeah. does this happen? Elite, like, elite edges. His edge work is unbelievable. Yeah. But it doesn't. You can't. You can't appreciate it. Yeah. when he's just by himself. Yeah, like skating up the but ice. The, but the game's so fast now, so you got to slow it down. Unless like everybody in your team's got that McDavid speed, you're gonna have to slow things down and get yeah. people moving and in position. Yeah, getting you know like the opposition out of position so you can you know work something up. But yeah, it's speeding speeding up and then also being able to slow down the game. That's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that variance. Let let let's change things up a bit. We got the Tampa. Lightning coming in again, or the Canucks going into Tampa here. Yeah. So, yeah. what do you guys want to see in that game uh, from the Canucks? Start your end. I, I I think the big thing for me is they got to come out hot again. This is the same mo that we had from the team last year. Is yeah, game one was great. They put up a lot of shots, but look, game two, game three, they got outshot badly. This has been the book on the Canucks for a lot of years. That's the reason they brought Talkit in. So I don't even care if they're good shots, bad shots, whatever they are, and I. Totally agree the Canucks need to be cerebral and play with that kind of mentality, but I want to see them come out 
firing, not just moving the feet, getting lots of pucks on net, testing the goaltender early, and just get going. And if they get one in, then just keep building on that. That's what it is. And, Good start, hot start. And with us being on the road, we're on the road for a bit now. So that, that first game in Philly, yeah, but you got the jet lag. Yeah, do we get hit with the most amount of travel and do we get the shittiest schedule when it comes to that? 100%. But you got that Philly game in now. Now, there shouldn't be any excuses about being tired and all that jazz. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not really interested in seeing them coming out flying against Tampa on the road. I'm interested in seeing, hey, can the first five to six minutes, can you just have a boring game? Oh, can they settle it? Can See, you I just, don't mind that either. I'm yeah, can you just either. set? Can you just settle it down and you know, yeah, and totally get Tampa out of it, and then you know, get into your game, which is hey, let's draw a few penalties, let's get our number one power play out there, um, uh, m- make sure that we're not taking too many penalties, because I mean, th- these guys are just drawing so many penalties to start the season. I'm not drawing. I mean, they're they're being penalized a lot to start the season, um, uh, which is not going to. It doesn't really equate to long-term success, right? So for me, I'm like, hey, can you play boring hockey for five to ten minutes? Um, uh, get the fans in Tampa out of it, and you know, then start playing your game. Do you think they're capable of that, though? Honestly, I, like, is that this team's mo? I don't know that the Vancouver can. I, I love that. Like, I yeah. honestly want to change my answer because I like what you said so much. Yeah, I don't think we're built that way. You know what? They need to play like that on the road, right? They need to play like that on the road. They need to get. Um, uh, other teams' fan bases out of it. And then uh, at home, they can play that exciting brand of hockey that you want to see, which is like beyond the other team right away. I feel like uh, that's going to lead to sustainable success for them. You're I, not wrong, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to see these guys, you know, have that first five minutes where they're not really prepared, which is actually, you know, I feel like uh, the first, even the first game was sort of like that, you know, where the first five minutes, I think they were able to keep up, you know, from the offensive point of view. But um, I don't. I don't want to see them just, you know, have a have a have a beginning of the game where it doesn't. It looks like they're just totally not prepared. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, I, I think I want to see them take advantage of a backup goalie because Vasilevsky's hurt. Yeah. So the you know Tampa isn't Tampa without their star goaltender, and you've seen that in the past few games. Like they haven't, you know, they've they've scored their goals, but they have let in a lot. And I want to see the Canucks continue that and score after being shut out. They need to get a couple goals in the first period. Just for themselves to feel a bit better, like you, you, the shots are totally. great, but if they if they get goals, so no matter how they happen, yeah, yeah, get get one off an elbow, whatever, shit yeah, bad. just put the puck on net. Sat's unofficially saying that he thinks I'm right. I think yeah, that, that's you're right. Of, <laughs> I want, I want We're them to, all right. Listen yeah. to this. I want them to score two goals in the first period, and yeah. I want them to shut it down. Yeah, right. Ooh, yeah. a little kitty bar, kitty see, bar at the door. See, see I, I I would love to see a team that comes out and just like for for like 75% of the season can go balls to the walls, gas pedal mm. all the way down to start a game. Well, I, I don't think that Canucks, not only this is that Canucks team, I think that, you know, what would be success for them is just, you know, come out and have a solid game, rely on your structure, uh, make sure the other team's not getting like grade A chances. I think they can build on that. Mm. I think once they have sort of adapted that identity that they can sort of... Um, uh, uh, unpack the other areas of the game which you guys are talking about which is like hey how can we unleash our high octane offense because they do have high octane players right so um uh, i i not to sound like a boring fucking hockey fan but yeah that's what i want to see especially against tampa yeah sounds good i think that's a that's a good spot to wrap this pot up oh so shit really final thoughts uh ryan well you know what i just i figure we should put everybody on the spot here two two quick questions rapid fire that i'm Let's curious of one who's the class of the division in the Pacific, and where do the Canucks sit? 
You want, who do you want to go first? Oh, I don't know. You you spoke. Okay. I mean, you look well, real ready to go. Vegas is definitely the class of the division. It yeah. has to be. I mean, yeah. they won the cup and they haven't they haven't slowed down even a, a smidge, right? They're they're, okay. they're the team. Okay. And there would have been a competition with Edmonton, but I can't see Vegas losing eight one to the Canucks and then losing four or three to the Canucks the next game. I can't see that happening. Vegas yeah. is just so much better. As for the Canucks, where they're gonna finish? You know, if I'm being an optimistic person, it's third. Yeah. Third of the division. Totally. But, like, there's going to be a team, LA or Calgary is going to figure something out, Seattle. Like, one of them is probably going to be a bit higher than the Canucks. So, you know, realistically, if if they're going to make playoffs, they're probably fourth in the division. Gulu, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you in terms of Las Vegas. I mean, they just raised their banner, man. Stanley Cup champions, right? That's the class of the NHL, let alone the Pacific Division. Um, um, in terms of where the Canucks are, yeah, I could see them in being in third. I think there's question marks around Seattle, around Los Angeles. Um, uh, maybe the first wild card spot. But I, I like for me, it's like I want to see what the team does over the next like you know, thirty games. Yeah, right. Like the thirty the thirty game sample is like huge. Once you totally. once, once you're there, you realize okay, this is the potential of this team. So yeah, um, there's a there's a lot of moving pieces. I mean, there's new players coming in almost on a daily basis. I mean, at the beginning of the um, um, of training camp, did you think that we'd have Sam Lafferty? No, we just what got a pickup. We just got a new defenseman yesterday, Friedman. I mean, like I I expect there to be more movement with the Canucks, especially mm. we're talking about Garland, right? That's so, the big thing. Yeah, and I think you guys are both right. I think realistically they're fighting for that first or second wild card spot, and I yeah. think that's pretty much all we can hope for out of the team this yeah. season. So. Yeah. You know, let's see how they do. We got we got game four coming up tomorrow night against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Game two of a five game roadie, and uh, we're coming back at you guys with another episode on November seventh, and and may have a guest, may not have a guest. Yeah, we'll we're record, sure glad we'll, to be back. We'll record it on the seventh. Maybe it's gonna drop seventh late night, or maybe come out on the eighth or some shit. Right? Yeah. Set your what, calendars. I'm glad we did this again. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, this was, this was fun. Great to be back. We're the Larsh cast, and uh, get used to us because we're sticking around. We are back. We're, we're back, back, baby. That's a wrap. Have a good night, everybody. Peace. Get locked up